Hello and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews and now look at the Resident Evil franchise of Resident Evil Apocalypse. Now I will say I went to see this movie the very last week. It was in a cinema as I said last week. I'm not a big fan of zombie movies and by 2004 I was starting to get pretty much burnt out on zombie movies. What with 28 Days Later, Dawn of the Dead remake and House of the Dead all which I saw in the cinema and all which I bloody well hated. As I walked out of the cinema after watching this, I saw some of the movies yet again. In fact, I blame these movies for the rise of the zombie fad that is everywhere today. Yes, folks, I cannot stand and do not watch The Walking Dead. Shocking, I know, but it's all the same. A group of survivors walk the road, kill some zombies, oh sorry, walkers as they can't call them zombies because they'll get sued off Romaro. Then they find a safe, safe place, live there, for a few weeks or months, then safe place is gets overrun by this that season's big bad. The kill big bad leaves safe place, oh and lose some fan favorites along the way. Rinse and repeat. Boring. Also, why isn't Coral dead or Carl or a fucking twat's called? Sorry about that. It just gets on my tits when I say to people I don't like The Walking Dead. They always have the same stupid look in their face or just call me a hater that I don't like anything. Not true. I like good things and to me The Walking Dead was never good. In fact, I think it should have been cancelled two seasons ago. Just reveal already it's either all in Rick's dying brain or it's the survivors are actually the zombies. Just end this fucking thing already. While you're at it, End American Horror Story 2. I am bored of this now. Also, it started off good, but now it's a pale shell of itself. Cancel the both of them now. Sorry about that overextended rant, but it's on with the show. Starring Melina Jovovich, Sienna Gilroy, Odo Ferrer, Jared Harris and Ian Glenn. Directed by Alexander Whit. That plot. Set days after the first movie, Alice finds herself fighting off hordes of zombies and monsters in a ruined raccoon city. When she stumbles across a small group of survivors, can they get out before their zombie chow or before the city gets blocked by a nuclear bomb sent by Umbrella Corp? Oh, she's also tasked to get a little girl out of her private school, which is surrounded by zombies. The movie as last week opens up on a close-up of Alice's eye, played once again by Melina Jovovich, as she and voiceover tells the story of the last movie for the people that haven't saw it. It then shows a weather report from weather girl Terry Morales, played by Sardine Holt, of the great House of Cards as well as a slew of other TV shows and movies. She tells us a heatwave hitting Raccoon City, the excuse for having Jill and Alice wearing those ridiculous outfits, as it shows the suburbs of Raccoon City, the people going about their daily business. Meanwhile, deep underground, the Umbrella Corp. Scientists are reopening the hive and are quickly overrun by the undead inside. Cut to a convoy of black SUVs and helicopters as they rush to get VIPs out of the city. As this happens, we meet Dr. Ashford, played by Jared Harris, star of the awful Portuguese remake in the not Tangina role. As he's whisked away by Umbrella Corp. Men in Black, all he cares about is his daughter, cut to her school, and we meet daughter Angie, played by Sophie Vassar, yes, I pronounced that, who is supposed to be what the Red Queen was based on, as Dr. Ashford invented a T-virus so his daughter could lead a normal life and not be stuck in a wheelchair that he is. 
as Angie is getting taken out of the city, her SUV is sideswiped by a truck and crashes, which goes absolutely nowhere because this is just a bloody cement mixer smashed into the side of the truck for no reason. Moving on. 13 hours later, and meet Jill Valentine, played by Sienna Gilroy. As we see from newspaper clippings on her wall, she's a disgraced former STARS officer. Oh yes, and this is the first person from the actual bloody video games, I believe. On the news, we see zombies are starting to take over, so all the off-duty police are called in. So in walks Jill to the station in her ridiculous outfit of a miniskirt, boot tube and boots. Okay, I get it, she's video game accurate, but come on, really? You're going to fight zombies wearing a bloody miniskirt and a boot tube? Oh, for God's sake. As zombies are biting cops and all hell is breaking loose, she just guns down all the zombies with a bullet to the head. A. How the fuck did she know these are zombies? And B. How the hell did she know those to shoot them in the fucking head? As it had to be spelled out to us in the first movie that these are zombies and how to kill them. How the fuck does she know? At the Umbrella Corp facility, a man in a suit activates Alice and this is the ending of the last movie replayed as Alice finds Raccoon City in ruins and a shotgun. Cut to later that night at checkpoints as Umbrella Corp have sealed the city with one way in or out via a bridge which is bloody ridiculous but moving on. At the checkpoint all hell breaks loose as people are desperately trying to get away from the zombies. In a helicopter we meet Carlos Oliveira played by Odo Ferrer of the mummy fame and his squad as he tries to save a woman trapped on a roof surrounded by zombies which she had already been bitten. Ignore her orders to head straight for the bridge. The copter lands after he takes out only 10 or so zombies. Bearing in mind where seconds earlier there was dozens of the fuckers where the hell did they all go? She jumps off the building after telling him she was bit. What was the fucking point of this scene to show he's a badass good guy? Oh please. At the checkpoint, Valentine shows up and we're introduced to her partner, Sergeant Peyton Wells, played by Raz Adotti. He's quickly bitten by a man in the crowd, which Jill shoots him in the head as the man who let Alice out seals the gates, then opens fire on the crowd. As Valentine, Peyton and Terry, who has a camcorder for no bloody reason, watches on in terror. Cut to Oliveira's squad taking on hordes of zombies in some weirdly edit edited judder motion footage. More umbrella cops, cop soldiers and cops show up as the streets are overrun by zombies. The man who let Alice out and sealed the city is Major Kane, played by Thomas Critchman. I think I should say that. As he has out with Dr. Ashford about why he hasn't left the city yet, with him saying not that his daughter. So he acts into Umbrella Cop and tracks down his daughter to her school, which the streets are overrun by zombies and she's stuck inside. He tracks down Alice as she wanders through the ruined city in a doctor's lab and shotgun. Lab coat that is, and shotgun. She then arms herself and changes clothes in an army surplus store. There she has a flashback to the experiments done to her by Umbrella Corp as she sees something crawling under her skin. Back with Dr. Ashford, he tracks down Valentine and company to a church. Unfortunately for them, the priest that runs the church has his sister strapped to a chair as she's now a zombie. So after Jill finds them, she escapes and eats him. So Jill just runs off. 
Meanwhile, Terry makes a run for it, almost letting out, letting in, rather, a horde of zombies, only for Peyton and a male survivor, who's unnamed, to close the door just in time, stealing it with a mallet for some reason. Why the hell would a church with a mallet? Just then, a liquor scurries across the wall. So the male survivor runs off, only to be hunted by liquor and eaten. Why is this liquor? All of a sudden, act like a xenomorph, and also why does it have predator vision is beyond me. Jill checks out the man's screams, and then hunts down the liquor, joined by Peyton and Terry. Jill then takes on all three liquors. With the group running out of bullets, we get to a look at the liquor and all its CGI glory, just as Alice smashes through a stained glass window on a motorbike. Yeah, I know this is ridiculous, but just go with it, folks. And takes out all three in some quote-unquote badass scenes. While wearing a stupid outfit of a mesh t-shirt with gun harnesses and one leg trousers. What in the actual fuck is she wearing here folks? I mean why the hell would you take on zombies with one leg exposed and oh heat with my arse. Oh, <clears throat> we then get introduced to LG played by Mike Epps who thinks he's in GTA and not Resident Evil as he runs over a undead cop. And then shouts 10 points, so that's Death Race 2000, not GTA, nor Resident Evil. He then crashes his car after seeing undead strippers, as you do. Across town, the Umbrella Cop soldiers are still dealing with the undead hordes. Running out of bullets, they're quickly overrun and all eaten, apart from Oliver's squad, who make a run for it. Back with Alice and her group. And here in the cinema, for the first time I saw this, I thought they were going to play the thriller music as Alice and company walk through a graveyard and zombies rise from the grave. Not before Alice finds out Peyton has been bitten, then tells Valentine the cold hard truth that she should be killed now as later it will be harder. And I hate the way this zombie attack is edited with jerky cameras and stupid sound effects. But it was the mid 90s, noughties rather, so there you have it. As Alice takes on hordes of zombies by spin kicking and smashing the heads into gravestones. Back at the Umbrella Corp camp, Major Kane hears the infection is at its peak, so he activates Nemesis. Cut to the same hospital as Alice was in, as we see Nemesis played not by Eric Mabus but by Matthew G. Taylor awake. A helicopter then drops supplies off at the hospital, which Oliver and his corp, sorry, company, see and retrieve as one in the group is bitten and is slowly turning. The infected guy turns and bites Olivier, then is killed by the other, as they find the weapon cases empty, one of which is a minigun, another one is a rocket launcher. Cut to a sniper on top of a cinema, taking pot shots at zombies. No mate, this is not Dawn of the Dead, but it's Resident Evil Apocalypse. Check your movie mate. LG enters the cinema and is surrounded by Umbrella Corp soldiers that somehow managed to get out of the zombie hordes alive, LG is offered a pump action shotgun but refuses because his guns are quote unquote customs motherfucker as they are gold plated. Please for the love of god just kill this douchebag now, annoying unwanted comic relief is annoying and unwanted. Just then Nemesis walks up to the cinema, takes out the idiot sniper who sh shoot the fucker in the head and not the body you twat. With his signature weapon, the missile launcher, and then guns down the star's squat team. Note the Nemesis outfit weighed over 50 pounds, and the minigun weighed over 60 pounds, which the actor had to hold in one hand. Ah yes, stars stands for Special Tactics and a Rescue Squad. 
So with the Stars team gunned down, yet LJ is still standing somehow, because how the fuck can you control many gun bullets is beyond me because he's standing upright and he's got bullet holes all around his head, but he's still alive. Ugh, logic. Nemesis just walks off. Back with Alice, an impressed Jill quizzes her about her skills, with Alice saying she barely feels human anymore after Umbrella has tinkered around her DNA. Just then, a public phone rings and it's Dr. Ashford looking for help to get her his daughter from her school hiding spot. In a bus, Alice spews the plot to Terry as she records it about how Dr. Ashford wants him to get his daughter back. In exchange, he'll get them out of Raccoon City safely. Also, if they don't, there's a nu nuclear bomb heading towards the city which will wipe out the city and all evidence of the, the exposure and the zombies and etc etc and a couple of will put in place. Luckily Terry's recording this then, oh, isn't it? Isn't that just fabulously lucky she's recording this garbage? This plot is fucking joke, Jesus Christ. On an overpass, Alice stops and somehow senses Nemesis as it guns down painting. Alice jumps down and takes him on and fails up badly. Frog jumps over a fence and then over a car as Nemesis rocket launcher kicks out the police car. As Alice runs and hides in the police station, however, Nemesis is hot on a trail and smashes through the wall. She makes her escape down a rubbish chute, which Nemesis sends on a rocket, which is for good measure, and then just walks off without checking if she's dead or not. Back with Jill and Terry, Jill hotwires a truck just as patent and full zombie mode attacks, so she shoots him in the head and then heads off back to the school. To, to the school, rather. Oliveira, now bitten and feeling the effects, slightly. And has one remaining Scotty Nikolai Janofsky, I think that's pronounced that bloody thing, played by Zach Ward of A Christmas Story fame, talks about how Umbrella Cop have abandoned them and they're just expendable assets. Just then, a cell phone rings, which is a Blackberry, which I don't think that actually was out in 2002, but here we're moving on. Cut to Jill and Terry as they pick up LJ on the road to the school for no reason. I know God knows why I want to pick this guy up because he's completely bloody well and useless. As Dr. Ashford watches on the hat CCTV cameras, Jill and company enter the school walking past K9 units. So, in true Scooby Doo style, they all split up with Jill in the basement, LJ on the first floor, and Terry on the second floor. LJ was attacked by a zombie teacher, which Olivier shoots in the head, then asks if he got the call too. So, Olivier is now psychic all of a sudden. Cut to Terry checking out a classroom where she's eaten by a horde of zombie kids. My worst bloody nightmare. So much for her and her Diary of the Dead style antics. Back with Jill in a basketball court, she somehow hears Terry's screams from in the bloody basement where she finds Angela just hiding behind her desk, yet none of the zombie kids hunted her down or even tried to attack her. Yeah, fucking bullshit there. Just as they leave, Jill picks up the camcorder and then hands it to Angela, then they walk off into the hallway, into the cafeteria where they're attacked by zombie dogs, which Genevieve takes out as well as the zombies, but is quickly taken down by more zombie dogs. Trapped by the zombie dogs that bite off Genevieve's balls, I kid you not, in true Jurassic Park style, they hide near the kitchen worktops. Unfortunately, a zombie dinner lady sneaks up on Jill, but Jill snaps her neck and then puts on the gas burners and blows the kitchen while getting stopped by zombie dogs. Luckily for Jill, Alice shows up and tosses her cigarette into the kitchen as Jill's matches blow out. More backstory as Alice tells Jill Angela has been infected, 
So Angela tells Jill, so has Alice. In Angela's backpack, Alice finds the T-Virus cure then quizzes her about this. It is here in flashback, Angela tells us the backstory of the T-Virus, that her father invented it so she didn't have to spend her life in a wheelchair like he does. Then Umbrella Cop showed up and stole it from him. Because apparently this T-Virus stuff regenerates cells so therefore she can walk without being stuck in a wheelchair. Olivia shows up with LJ and Alice finds out he's been bitten hours earlier. Outside, Dr. Ashford uses a payphone to tell Alice a helicopter is coming to get them in just under an hour at City Hall. After hanging up, Major Kane stops Dr. Ashford's hacking. In the car, Alice injects Olivia with the antivirus and then tells her story to Terry's camcorder as Jill drives to City Hall. Waiting at City Hall is Major Kane and his men. Olivier and Cole sneak in as Alice takes out snipers on the rooftop of the building, then runs down the side of the building attached to a harness, except it looks like she's floating in midair. And this is really badly done CG. So much for Melina doing all her own stunts. While she lands, she takes out several men, heads to the helicopter and takes out more men with batons just as a group show up. In the copter, Alice has a flashback to the experiments done on her by Dr. Isaacs, played by Ian Glenn, but more on him next week. Nemesis walks up, so Alice tries to make a run for it. However, Kane holds Angie at gunpoint, forces her to fight Nemesis. With the group also held at gunpoint, Alice has no choice but to fight Nemesis. When Alice refuses, Kane shoots Dr. Ashburn. So Alice fights Nemesis hand-to-hand -hand combat, with a fight scene that goes on way too long and is badly, choppily edited and is piss poorly fucking choreographed. Alice gets the best of Nemesis and impales him on a spike which somehow brings his memories back of being Matt. Alice somehow knows this and stops fighting him and starts calling him Matt. Alice refuses to kill Matt so Dr. Kane tells her she born with the T-Virus at a cellular level and she is more important than Nemesis which pisses off Nemesis so he guns down all Kane's men. With the distraction, the group escape the cuffs and kill all the men. As Kane gets the nuke in the air, he tries to escape, almost being knocked out by the useless LG. Alice is cornered by attack helicopters, well, her stunt double as enemy, and they open fire in a circle hallway for no apparent reason, except for explosions! Because why the fuck with. Oh, moving on, this movie's just fucking awful. She faces down an attack helicopter, which Nemesis takes down with his rocket launcher. As the copter crashes, it takes out both him and Alice. Meanwhile, down in the lobby, yet they went there seconds earlier, actually minutes earlier, a horde of zombies smash through the glass doors, entering the building. LJ gets a kill with her pilot to take off, so Olivier helps Alice on board with Angela. Just as Alice throws Kane off the back of the helicopter, breaking his leg, surrounded by zombies and out of bullets, it's the zombie, Dr. Ashford eats him first. The copter takes off just as a nuke hits the city and wipes out the, the zombies and all of the evidence. However, the EMP blast also takes down the helicopter. Alice throws herself in front of a metal pole to save Angie as the helicopter crashes. Landing at the bottom of a waterfall, which I'm sure will be heavily radiated by now, Alice's dead body is taken by umbrella scientists as on TV Terry's news reports breaks which is quickly covered up as a hoax by Umbrella Corp. Weeks later, Alice wakes up in a water tank, looks Skywalker style, gets loose, then uses her newfound powers to kick ass and escape after a flashback 
She remembers absolutely everything. Getting outside, she's whisked away by Jill and Oliver, but not before Dr. Isaacs activates her. As the camera pulls out into outer space, we see she's been watched by an Umbrella Corp satellite as credits roll. So that was Resident Evil Apocalypse with its paper-thin plot and bad editing. This movie put me off this franchise and left a bad taste in my mouth. So I'm going to give this thing 1 out of 10. Luckily these get better, or do they? Come back next week for Resident Evil Extinction, then the rest of the month for the rest. In February I'll be looking at the Underworld franchise. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod or World Case and email me what you thought of my podcast to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Again, all the case. Also, leave a like if you like this one and check out my other podcasts on SoundCloud such as Omen, Psycho, Gremlins, Ghoulies, Critters, and the James Bond franchise, as well as my solo podcasts of Aliens, Rob Zombies, Halloweens, it's both of them, V for Vendetta, and Donnie Darko. And my superhero ones such as Deadpool, Batman v Superman, and X-Men Apocalypse. A bye!